You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hi, my friends. It's Andy. Welcome back to Your Woo Woo Best Friend. So happy to have you here for another episode. How are you? How's your summer going? Here's what's happening over here. We have officially started our Be More Well Challenge. It's free. I have talked about this a lot in the last couple of episodes, so I'm just going to give you a very quick rundown of what's happening in the Be More Well Challenge. It is an opportunity to do a summer reset focused on the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. And what we're doing in the challenge, it is an opportunity to cleanse and nourish yourself in those four categories. So you're going to do a detox. And then you're going to consider, what do I need to bring into my life? What do I need to cultivate in those four realms, the physical, the mental, emotional, and spiritual, in order to reset my summer and have an incredible rest of the year? It's totally free. Get signed up for it. And if you want to go deeper, we are offering an opportunity to take it to the next level with the Be More Well Summer Reset Experience, which is a six-week program. Come do the free challenge if you're feeling it and you feel like, I want more of this and I I want to meet other women or other people who are really doing this work this summer and I'd like some accountability and guidance, then you can come sign up for the whole experience. Secondly, big fun news, I have a new Pinterest TV series coming out starting August 1st. We're bringing the Be More Well challenge to Pinterest, and we have five episodes airing Wednesday evenings Pacific time. Honestly, it's I think we start at six o'clock. So my Eastern time folks, it'll be late your time, like nine, I think, but you can watch the replays too. It'll all happen on Pinterest TV. The first episode is called The Spatial Detox. Second episode is all around mindset. Then we're going to work on feelings and acceptance of feelings and a reminder that our feelings are valid and important. Then we're going to work on cultivating a positive aura, and we'll do some work around aura colors as well. And then we'll close the series with the fifth episode on August 31st around designing your future. Okay, that's the fun stuff coming up over here. I'd love to see you join me in whatever you're feeling called to get into. Today I have a guest for this episode, and I'm really looking forward to introducing you to her. I love folks who are both soulful business owners and also human design experts, and today's guest is exactly that. My guest is Kayla O'Connor. She is an energetic business coach and healer, and she offers new age PR services through her consulting company. She has a really interesting story and background. She grew up as a competitive dancer, a musician, and she had music teacher parents, and she spent her 20s battling her identity. She is a lesbian, and she spent eight years dealing with panic attacks and crippling anxiety as she navigated an on and off again abusive relationship at the same time that she was working to grow her career in PR. On her 29th birthday, she left that abusive relationship for the very last time, and she moved to Los Angeles, and she came here all alone to experience a fresh start with what she thought was going to be her dream PR job. Three months later, she discovered human design decided that she was going to pursue it fully. She's a 6'2 splenic projector, and like a classic Saturn return love story, that 29th and 30th years for Kayla were spent experimenting with freelance work. She became a Reiki master practitioner. She became a certified animal communicator, and then she took a new job in marketing. And then 
reconnected with and married her soulmate from college and left LA, moved to Chicago to be with her, quit her job, and started her own business. She wears the scars of her life experience with pride, and she's on a mission to disrupt societal and corporate norms by sharing her story and embodying her energetic alignment to inspire and expand the perspective of what's possible for others. We're going to talk a lot about human design in this episode. Her splenic projectorness is really interesting. And we talk about something that we haven't explored in human design on this show before, which is the sun gate. I'll let you hear all about that when we get to it. But what's happened for her is as she discovered gate 51 in her chart, the gate of shock, she realized it's the most prominent trait in her life. And it's enabled her to make quick, intuitively guided decisions that have been major major in her life and supported her in so many ways. So let's get right into it. Let's bring Kayla into the conversation. I'm so thrilled for you to get to meet her, to have another conversation about human design. Welcome to the show, Kayla O'Connor. Hey, Kayla, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hello, I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. So we were obviously having a little bit of a conversation before we started recording, and we've already shared with one another our astrological, well, our, our sun and our rising and our human design types. Go ahead and share with our listeners your, go ahead and give, give that same information to our listeners. So let's yeah. go, let's go astrology and your human design type and, and, uh, that picture as well. Okay, absolutely. Um, well, I'm actually an Aries sun, Libra moon, Sagittarius rising. And I think it's also important to note that I'm a Pisces, Venus, Taurus, Mercury, because there's so much polarity mm. in my chart. Um, and then for human design, I'm a 6-2 Sleenic projector. Okay. Okay. And yes. as we're having this conversation, I, I know most of our listeners know, know my astrology big three, but I don't know that everyone knows my human design. And they probably know I'm a manifesting generator because I think we've talked about that before on the show. And you've pulled my chart. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things in my chart as we go through this conversation. But I am manifesting generator. Profile is 1-3 with sacral authority. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now that we have established that, and I was telling you as we started recording, I feel like when we have human design folks join us, we we have longer conversations because I, I there's just always so much to dive into and so much good good practical information that can support us and how we how we show up in the world. And we're going to talk today from the perspective of how we show up in the world and also in the world of business. We have a lot of listeners that are building businesses, have a business, have some sort of creative passion that they're turning into a business. So we're going to have some of that conversation. And before we do, let's let's start by grounding into your story and mm. a little bit about your background. You have such an interesting background and I know there's a lot of ways we could take this. So why don't we start from when you made that move to Los Angeles to have a fresh start and what happened from there? Mm, yeah, that's classic Saturn return, which my Saturn's Capricorn in the first house. So it was, it was a rude awakening for me, but in the best way. Um, so I moved to LA. I was leaving um, my previous city, um, was in a rough relationship that I needed to get away from. So fresh beginning in all, in all aspects. I took a, what I thought would be a dream PR job. And now being a projector and knowing that I need to feel seen, that was the complete opposite of it. I had a supervisor role, but within three months, I was feeling just so off, really high anxiety. And I remember one day in September, so I moved to Los Angeles, June, and this was August, September timing. I was driving to a conference and I was listening to a Jenna Zoe um, podcast interview on to be magnetic. And that was, mm -hmm. that was how human design found me. And I almost like pulled over to like, look up my human design. And when I found out I was a projector, it was like equal parts, like validation I'm being seen and, and equal parts of like, 
oh shit, I'm in PR. Like all we do is like cold pitch and reach out. Like this is, I can't wait for editors to come to me for my clients. So I had a bit of a like freak out moment in my brain, which I think um, is common, but the very next day I walked into that job and I quit at 8 a.m. Because I wow. was just like, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> I don't know. I like think that previous version of myself because, um, yeah, that was a big move. And I, I had drained my 401k and I was like, I have X amount of money in my bank account. Um, this will serve, I will survive on this in Los Angeles for I think two and a half months And within 24 hours of quitting my job, I had my first quote unquote invite, an old acquaintance texted me knowing if looking for someone, seeing if I knew anyone that did freelance PR and within 24 hours, I had my first freelance gig that covered all of my, all of my bills. That's incredible. So, okay. So for someone who's listening and they are, have not perhaps listened to some of our episodes where we've gone really kind of into human design 101 and human design basics, explain the waiting for the invitation piece for Mm -hmm. a projector so that that is clear for someone who's like, why would you have to wait? What does this mean? Yes. Okay. So projectors are a non-energy type. So we are like a cell phone running on a battery Whereas manifesting generators or generators, they are a cell phone plugged into the wall. Mm -hmm. They charge as they, if they're doing something that brings them joy. Energy, charged energy is a byproduct of MGs and Gs doing something in their joy. Projectors, we wake up and we have whatever is left on our battery based off of our lifestyle. So a lot of the times projectors are burnt out adults that have random health problems because they're running themselves to the ground trying to keep up with the rest of the world. And I, this is the number one question I get asked all the time is how do you get invites? How do you get invites? And it all starts with being seen. And, um, you know, if we think of what a projector is, like if you're going online, Googling and buying a projector, it is something that takes visuals and projects it out into the world to show them visually what, is, is inside the projector, right? Mm-hmm. And so in order for a projector to be seen, we, we first and for, foremost need to be like searchable. We need to be found, whether it's online, whether it's in person, we just can't sit on our couch and like be, be seen, right? But it's so critical that how we want, the invites that we want to receive match how we are being seen. So this is a big, a big thing for projectors of if you want to make more money and have clients invite you and you want to be seen in a way that clients are like, you are worthy of a $5,000 retainer, then you need to stop saying yes to clients at a $1,500 retainer because you are showing them the wrong movie. They bought a ticket to one movie and you're hoping that they watch a different one. So there's like a huge disconnect. So we need to truly act and live and project that out into the world for others to see it and for us to get the right invites. Yeah, that's so that's so important, right? It's like the invitation is not simply about just sitting back and waiting for, you know, something somebody to slide into your DMs or the phone to ring, right? It's like you're creating you're creating this this picture of what what you want to be seen for, mm-hmm. and then you get invited into the spaces that are going to allow that picture to really shine. Yeah, and the invites protect our energy. We don't have the energy to respond, to initiate like the other types. We are protected, and it works in our favor for us to receive the invite. So I just want to um, really emphasize that it, it's working for us. It's not a limitation. Ever since I started my business December of 2020, every single client ever I have received is through a referral. I haven't had to spend any money on like marketing, outreach, intake calls. Like um, my energy has been pro- protected through those invites. But the invites have differed based off of how I'm allowing myself to be seen. Mm -hmm. There was a period where I was like, okay, I'm done attracting clients that have limited budget that are kind of wobbly. I have to define my, like defend my worthiness. I'm now going to only say yes to this standard of a client 
and I'm going to be seen with this standard of a client. And it was night and day who was coming through. I think that was the month I attracted Beyond Yoga as a client. And I was like, yep, yep. That fits the standard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the level we're talking about. Yes. So you went from 2019, you were working, you had moved to LA, you're working for a PR firm, you are now quitting the job overnight, now you're using the 401k to get yourself off the ground, and you've got a very mm-hmm. short window of time to do it, living in Los Angeles is not is not a cheap place to all of a sudden have no income. And within less than two years, you're running a half a million dollar business. Yeah. And so I freelanced for about five to six months. I'm a a classic six, two. I wasn't 30 yet. So I was trial, air, trial, air and human design. And it came to a point where I was doing everything for everyone. It just wasn't quite working out, working out for me. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready for the corporate world again. Let's see. I'm just curious. And this is when I got recruited to a marketing agency. A recruiter reached out to me and I was like, okay, I noticed the invite. There's something there. And it was for an affiliate marketing channel at this creative agency that they wanted me to expand based off of my PR experience. So I joined that from about February 2020 and then left that December 2020. So about a year and a half of me exploring freelancing and then really kind of having an aha moment of the shifts within the PR industry and then right time, right place, um, transitioned out and started my business, um, KMO, December of 2020. Wow. Wow. And then here we are now, 2022. And you've got clients like Beyond Yoga. It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for someone who's listening and they're thinking, all right, how do I, using my human design chart, begin to think about starting and scaling a business? I mean, the first step is how do I, how do I start my business using my chart? Mm-hmm. Scaling, of course, will come, come a little bit later. What are some of the things that you would recommend for each of the types to consider as they're starting a brand new business? Yeah. Um, well, I always, this, this is kind of what anchors me of like, always be aware of the what and the why, whoever you're trying to target needs, like what do they need based from a desire standpoint, a desire to serve your audience? Like what, what does your audience need and why do they need it? And then the how is reflected internally through your human design energy type Mm -hmm. and authority and strategy. Energy type, authority, and strategy. If you master those three, you are are in a good place right now, right? And so your energy type is really going to show you what, what do you have to contribute and engage with other energies in the world. As an MG, the first thing I would tell you is allow yourself to bop and hop all over the place without Mm -hmm. like the conditioning of, I have to finish this because I started it. Like you're supposed to really explore and get curious anytime something piques your interest, because it might not make sense of why do all of these things that I've done in the past five years, like I'm not, you're not supposed to master one thing, essentially. You're supposed to just be really curious and explore all the things because at some point it's going to all come together and you're going to be like, oh, that's why. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that quote of, oh, I'm blanking on that quote. A master at none. uh, Do you know what quote I'm? Um, It's a jack of all trades, a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Mm hmm. So typically that quote is cut after the first. Half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, interesting, Based, right? Because that serves conditioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we need to go to school, we need to go to college, we need to get a career and like really hone in and stay in this one career for the rest of our lives and build up a, a retirement fund, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that quote is so freeing for MGs. Um, But then going back to your original question, knowing your energy, what energy do you have to work with? What's your, how do you take radical responsibility for your own and those around you? And then your, um, your strategy is how do you attract? How do you know that it's meant for you? 
I know if I like very aggressively try to seek out a new brand and they say yes, I didn't do it my aligned way. Mm-hmm. There's likely going to be an unaligned part of that relationship. But when I receive very divine invites, I'm like, okay, I, I trust this. This came to me in the right way. And then based off of the, you know, the invites or uh, opportunities that come to you in the right way, then you use your authority to really give it that last like yes or no check. So for your sacral, you literally need to feel it in your body and give your body a yes or no binary question. And for a splenic authority, it is very quick and instinctual. I mean, I move very, very fast. And then for emotional authorities, it's big decisions, um, weight giving it the 24-hour rule. But if you are an emotional authority with a defined sacral and a, and, um, a defined spleen, you can kind of play with all three. Yeah, yeah. So interesting, right? And I think sometimes we, you know, from my perspective as a manifesting generator, we we think, oh, well, I'm like reflecting back to that quote, like, oh, am I actually, am I actually gifted enough to be pursuing all of the different interests that I have? And from a business perspective, is that even wise? Does that even make sense to be considering all of these different interests that I have? I mean, in my business, you know, my business is really, it's, it's approaching 10 years old and it has shifted tremendously over the course of time. And to me, that feels like, well, that is just how it is because it, it follows what is lighting me up at any given time. And so there's going to be years when I'm really focused on one approach and there's going to be years that I'm really focused on one type of offering and then it's going to shift to something else. Right now, I'm working on a project that will most likely be something that is shared at the end of this year. It's a product. It's a, I'm working on creating a product. And if you would have asked me three or four years ago, it, would I see this thing in my future? I wouldn't have, but it's just what's lighting me up right now. And I think sometimes that can feel, you know, I think about like when we talk to our parents or our friends, that can feel really irresponsible. It's like, hey, you're really good at this. Just stay, stick to it. Just do it. Just stay on this path. And when we start to feel like all those multi-passions are allowed to play, we're allowed to play with that, we get more lit up as a manifesting generator. And then in my experience, then we can make more money in our business because we're excited about what we're working on, despite the fact that our parents or our friends or our peers are like, what are you doing? Changing course again. That's weird. So I have found that to be, in, in my case, really freeing to know that that is available to me and that, that that's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's energetics at its at its core. It's not supposed to make sense to anyone else. Um, because it's not for them, you know, and a lot of the times an older generation might not have even had the perspective, the expanded perspective of seeing someone do it like you and being being wildly, you know, successful. And it's funny as you were talking about, um, you, you said, I don't, I don't know if I'm like qualified enough to, Mm -hmm. you said a phrase like that and that's, yeah, if I'm gifted enough, yeah, gifted enough that, that comes from your one, three, and when when I'm when I'm thinking about like areas of just validating who you already are, um, the profile there's the first letter is how you see yourself. The second letter is how others see you. So the one is like you need to know all the facts in mm. order to feel confident or comfortable. Yeah, I always tell anyone with a one in their profile to. Always be a student, always be curious. You will forever be a student of life, but do not get into this looping thought of, I don't know enough. Mm. And the three, it's funny, both of your, both of the numbers within your profile are in the area of learning. So the three is you have to experience in order to learn it. The three has trial, error, trial, error, trial, error. But in, I hate to say trial, error, because that kind of has this like low vibe 
to it. I'll say trial, error, wisdom, trial, error, wisdom, trial, Mm -hmm. error, wisdom, because if you live it, you have this like embodied wisdom that no one else can have from reading a book. Right. Mm. And so that three, I think is really supporting your MG side and letting you like really lean into experiencing it. And I bet some of your readers are like, oh yeah, we've seen Andy like try something and then try something else and then try something else and like the morphing with your business. That's, yeah. that's incredible. And you probably have offers now that are so, um, so amazing because you've had the past 10 offers prior to that and you know what works best for you. Sure. Uh, and, and so just the balance of the one and the three, um, just almost releasing the pressure of you don't need to know everything to be qualified for it. Mm, so good. There was an experience I had when I was a young executive in the beauty world, and I was really fortunate to have a mentor. She was the CEO of the company I was working for, and usually we would be of at any given boardroom meeting, there would be maybe three women in the room of about, you know, 10 guys and then the three of us usually. And I was always definitely the youngest person in the room. And I remember going into a meeting one time and I had I had memorized the financials. I knew everything that was in the, the strategy plan that we were going to be discussing. I could have read it to you or I could have recited it to you front and back. You know, I, I was like really committed to having the knowledge before walking into that meeting because I wanted to appear really, I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted the guys in the room to think, oh, she should be here. She is, you know, she's worthy of being here. And after the meeting, so, so every, well, I'll back up every part of the conversation in that meeting that day, was like my first big boardroom meeting. I was like able to be in the conversation because I, I knew the staff. And one of the things that my mentor said to me later, who was the CEO of the company is she said, you know, I'm really, proud of you for showing up the way that you show show up, that you do the work, you study, you show up really prepared. And I also want to remind you that a part of the reason you're here is because I trust your intuitive wisdom and I trust you to make decisions from a place that's different from where they make decisions from, The talking about the guys in the room. And lean into that. Know that we all get that you're smart. We all get that you know the stuff. You don't have to prove that in this room. So the the key to the first line is you have to see it within yourself for other people mm-hmm. to see it. So yeah. that for you, it's overcompensation of knowledge, especially with having an open head in Ajna, like crown in Ajna. The Ajna is like the more of the logical thing. For you, it will be really helpful to maybe have bullet points to yeah. make sure it doesn't just like poof, go away. But this like, I need to memorize verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> nah, girl. <laughs> yeah, it was it was such a good lesson then because I was like, wait, she totally. wants me here because not only do I get it, but she knows I get it in a and very such deep a way. Rising, such oh, a cap totally. rising. Oh, <laughs> totally. Totally. I was like, I am here to give you all of the CEO-ness that I have within and and like be ready to perform if necessary, the Leo Sun in me. So it was like, I'm here for all that. Um, Totally. And if I, you know, I I was so appreciative of her sharing that with me then because I was, I think I was, I mean, I was probably like 25. I was very young and I was like, oh yeah, I can listen to self. I can show Mm -hmm. up from a place of knowing I've got it. I know, I know what's up. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. And there's a deeper, there's a deeper wisdom in me to explore and to, to be confident in sharing. Yeah. That's a great, that's also a great example of like trial error wisdom of the three of her seeing you like try something mm-hmm. and, and helping facilitate, be a part of that. Like you, you had to live that experience yeah. to like really get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting, right? And it's, of course, way back then, I had no perspective of what my human design chart was. <laughs> I had none of these tools. And now mm-hmm. we, do, we do have these tools to support us as we're starting, running, scaling mm-hmm. businesses. So what? let's talk a little bit about 
when someone is starting a business and they're thinking about this conditioning that most of us have, that they need to show up every day, they need to work the nine to five, they need to, you know, many of us leave our corporate job because we are burnt out, we're completely exhausted, we're not living to, we're not living, we're not, our passions aren't being expressed. And then we go into the opportunity to run our own business and then we immediately burn out all over again, right? Because we're not, we're not energetically supporting ourselves. So we have this, we have this idea that it's going to be more freeing. And then yet we're also conditioned to work this like nine to five hustle culture sort of way. How can we start to shift that where we feel like we are taking care of growing our business in a responsible way and also Mm -hmm. honoring self so that we can have long-term success? Yeah. Um, I think the not self theme in human design is really critical Um, Mm. for projectors. It's bitter. Like I can embody the feeling of bitterness and for MGs and um, generators, it is frustration for manifestors. It's angry. Knowing how you're not supposed to feel show like really shows you areas that need to be shifted. Yeah. So I've made my quickest business decisions or changes based off of how I feel of of my not self theme. So if a client makes me bitter, I remember I was by myself. I didn't hire anyone. I I hired my best friend who's a five, one generator, emotional generator about five months into starting the business, six months into starting the business. And I knew as a projector, a non-energy type that a lot of my business is a lot of doing And projectors aren't supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be guiding, facilitating, Mm -hmm. counseling. So I knew in the back of my head, I needed to find a generator, but I needed to be invited. And I was waiting for that divine timing. But prior to that, I had my largest paying client at the time. You know, their retainer alone, because I have a rev share aspect to it, their retainer alone was three times the amount of my others um, because I had built that program. And it was almost half of what my monthly revenue was. And I remember getting on the call and always feeling like, oh, like I'm defending my worth, bitter. I was just bitter. Every email I got to my inbox, I was bitter. So I fired them. Wow. And then, and then it, it, without fail within a week, I have another invite in my inbox. You are always rewarded and supported by making like radical decisions um, that, um, are a byproduct of feeling you're not self-theme. Mm. So I would say that's probably in its simplest form. It's like knowing your energy type and how what is your role in the business. If you're a generator, you can be in the doing. You you desire to be in the doing. Yeah. If it's a manifesting generator, do not put yourself in a tight box. Do not put yourself in a tight box. Make sure you're supported to have flexibility and flow around. Um, if you're a reflector, make sure you're not showing up. You're having to show up as the same person every single day. You're not supposed to have a consistent identity. If you're a projector, you need to not, you need to have believe that support is available to you and you can release and let go of the doing and guide and you're not going to lose anything from it. You're only going to gain more. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and then the reflectors, um, not self-theme, is disappointment. So we should pay attention to those feelings. If we're feeling, if we are a manifesting generator and we're feeling frustration, for ch- projectors feeling bitterness, if a reflector's feeling disappointment, that is a clear signal to really dig into what is going on in the situation and make a pretty, a pretty quick adjustment so that you can you can be doing the work that is going to support you in scaling and and moving forward. I mean, and it sounds to me, Kayla, like you've got, you've just in this conversation, you've talked about two times where you did like some pretty serious like cliff jumping where it's like, all right, I'm going to walk in and quit the job tomorrow. And then it's like, wait, I'm feeling this, this way. And so now I'm going to fire the client, which for a lot of folks, those are two things that could take years to make those decisions. Uh, human design is the reason for it. Um, 
you know, I've been told my entire life that I'm too impulsive and I need to give it the 24 hour rule. I went to three different colleges the very first two years. I went to South Dakota or um, I was in South Dakota, then I was in Ohio, and then I went back to Minnesota all within two, my first two years. My parents were like, what is she doing? <laughs> Um, but, and you'll probably like this if you don't already know the sun gate. So astrology and human design go hand in hand really well. And, um, that's definitely something I've been diving more into, but my sun gate, which is the gate that is your most expressed kind of personality is the gate of shock. Mm. So my paired with being a splenic authority, I remember my coach being like, observe animals and observe how quick and instinctual they move. Wow. Yeah. That is how you're supposed to live life. And and it what's funny is my gate of shock is actually in the um it's if you were thinking of the profile numbers of you see yourself and then the second number is um how others see you like I very much feel like my gate of shock is seen more by others. Like I'll move quick and I'll just be so anchored into it because my splenic authority was like, yep. And then I move. And then the shock is like the after effect of like, like firing a client, someone in the corporate world that's unheard of, a service provider letting go of a client and doesn't have to be this big scenario. It's just it's no longer energetically aligned for me anymore. Like, I think this is your best next step. And a lot, most of the time there they are shocked and it doesn't have to be a negative thing either. You know, even within my family, I find I'm kind of a pioneer in rewriting generational um, behaviors and narratives of like, Nope, I'm not standing. I'm not allowing this to happen again. And it's, it's a shock that either shocks a change in, in thinking shocks, a change in behavior or just shocked and speechless. But I know when someone's shocked, I've done my job. Interesting. I've made an online decision. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, so how does somebody find their sun gate? Now I'm like, ooh, what's my sun gate? Yours is seven. Okay. So I, was I see it on the saying. chart. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So if you look at your incarnation cross, mm-hmm. and incarnation crosses are very complex. There's a ton of them. So it's something that I would really urge your readers to like dive into their own individual one. But the very first number listed in the parentheses is your sun gate. And what's really fascinating is not all the time do you have that center defined. Mm -hmm. So gate of shock is 51 coming out of the heart center, but I have an undefined heart. So it's really like leaning. I have to trust my worthiness. It's coming from an energy of worthiness that I typically see in others more so than I have access to myself. Mm -hmm. But for your seven, you are here kind of like a projector energy in the sense of you're here to like guide people, to show them different ways um, and to show them where they're going. So it's the G center is interesting. It's, it's your, it's your purpose. It's your self purpose. And I'm the only one in my business and my wife's also a projector, a splenic projector, which is interesting, um, with a defined G-center. And I find those with an undefined G-center, everything's a bit foggy on what their next step is in life. Whereas a defined G-center is like, here, I can go here, I can go here. It's kind of like we're, we're able to create a, a more step-by-step pathway to where we go next. So I'm, I'm, very confident in those that you work with one-on-one, they tap into your defined G-center mm-hmm. energy and you really help guide them to where they're wanting to go in life. Yeah, interesting. It's, it is very much, that is very true. I feel I feel like when I'm working, especially with my private clients and I get really, I get, I get to know their business really well and I get to know them personally really well, I can see so clearly what their next step should be. It's like, mm-hmm. and I have... I never have any lack of confidence about helping someone else to take their next steps. I also have had this really interesting thing happen in my life where I end up working with 
typically without knowing that this is what the inside of the business is going to look like, I end up working with companies that are family businesses at the Mm. highest level where it's like, you don't even necessarily know, but then you like start to meet the executive team and they're like all, it's like, oh, this is my brother. This is my cousin. And this is my stepdad. And they're all like, they're like the CFO, the COO and the CEO. And you're like, oh, this is ultimately, this is a family business. And I have no challenge entering into dynamics like that and helping to guide from a, Mm -hmm. from a place of what's going to make the best sense practically, but also connecting into the soul of each person and helping them to take steps that are going to support them personally as well. And as a family, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. an interesting kind of place that I've found myself, but time and time again, I found myself in those sorts of situations where it's like, oh, the owner of the business is this person, but her mom is the attorney for the company and her dad is the accountant for the company. And I'm like, oh Mm. yeah, of course it is. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I I could see you balancing different dynamics really well. And and also you do have a defined spleen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the spleen on a protector level is like the 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 center of fear and anxiety of like you know anxiety is the, the unknown future but it also is the instinctual guider too of being able to kind of see what's coming next before maybe an undefined spleen and so that in tandem with like having your g center you probably not that that just helps you guide them or know you might be able to help see like what their next steps are or where they're needing to go but the path to get there is typically led more by the spleen you know mm. the g center is almost like the the destination and then the sacral and the spleen are kind of like helping you like do I go left or right do I go you know do I speed up to 50 miles per hour or do I need to keep going at 15 Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So what I'm going to do for folks that are listening, as we're talking about my chart, I'm going to put this picture of my chart in the show notes on the podcast blog page. So you guys that are listening can check out some of what we're talking about in terms of the incarnation cross and where we're seeing, for example, the sun gate of seven and just get some perspective of as we're talking about defined spleen and defined G-center, et cetera, you can look at my chart and see what we're referencing. Mm-hmm. So I think that could and, be helpful. And, and something else that as you're looking at Andy's chart, but also, you know, if anyone listening pulls up theirs, this is what helps me of any centers that are open, white, that's where you get the most wisdom. And then any defined centers are your strengths. So again, for you working with families, there's probably a lot of emotional dynamics. Well, you're a non-emotional, so you're able to absorb that and understand it and read it and have the wisdom of the family dynamic. And then you can put it into action and your strengths are anything that are defined. You can communicate with them really well. You can help them with, you know, the the end goal of their, the purpose, the G-Center. And so um, I, I, when I, when it was, Explain to me in that way that helped me kind of look at my undefined versus defined centers. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so Kayla, with the incarnation cross, so the seven is the sun gate, then in mine it's seven, 13, and then two, one. What are the 13, the two, and the one representing? Mm. So the first two are the conscious. The second two numbers are the unconscious. Yeah, okay, I see I see that. So the very the first two numbers are how it's how you see yourself. Yep. And the first number is the sun and the second number. So the 13 is the earth sign. And the two is the sun and the one is the earth sign. So got it. As you can see, there's so many complex, (laughs) it's very complex within the incarnation cross, but it's fascinating. I have conversations with my coach all the time of incarnation crosses There's not really a resource out there that dives into it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's definitely an area in the market if anyone listening (laughs) wants to. 
yeah. be the expert. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And so as I'm looking at that, I'm looking at 713-2-1, and then I'm looking at my chart, and on my chart, those are all those are all gates. <gasps> and from your G center. Yeah. Interesting, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, hmm, that's that is something. Yeah. Yep, that is that is your superpower right there. Isn't it isn't it cool that the more you dig into human design, like you know, I was telling you before we even started recording that you know, I'm pretty familiar with my chart. I've done some some good training on this and I I think I've got a good understanding of what I'm seeing. But even then I'm like, hmm, that's information I hadn't really spent time spent time with before. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's and and the more you live it too, you kind of understand it and can and can draw connections to things that have happened and come easy or hard and and the understanding of the why behind it um you know you having an undefined root i'm curious if you absorb the pressure of getting something done like if someone's like we need to have this done right now you know and having that pressure system Mm -hmm. of um because those with a defined root procrastination is actually a positive thing. Mm. Having a deadline is really important for us because we need that procrastination pressure to get it done efficiently. But with an open, open route, like you having coziness, even with your cabin, like coziness, like within the time, you don't, you don't like to feel rushed or restrained. You like to do it within the time that you feel is comfortable versus pressure to speed things up. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. That's very me. And I need that coziness to reground. Otherwise, I can be really, with that open route, I can be like floating along to the next thing. And then I need totally. that, like, I need that earthing. I need that whatever, whatever I can get my hands on to help me reground my, my meditation practice, things like that, so that I can get recentered, reconnect to this planet and get things done. Yeah. But like someone telling me like, Oh, the deadline's coming. It's not going to make a difference for me. It's all internal. It's like, it has, I have to feel like I have landed that I am like settled and that I've reconnected and Mm -hmm. that I'm going to now move forward on whatever that thing is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so cool. (laughs) Kayla, tell us a little bit more about what it is that you have going on. If folks are interested in learning more about what you're doing from a PR perspective and from Mm -hmm. a human design perspective, I know you've got some really great, some really great stuff going on. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, for the affiliate PR side, if you are a PR professional that want to learn affiliate, I have a monthly membership called the Affiliate PR Club, um, and it's just a monthly, like, everyone can sit at our table, like, just good vibes monthly membership um, where you have a couple training calls, and it's just to support you because affiliate marketing hit the PR industry across the head with no warning, and we're trying to figure it out, right? Um, for direct consumer brands, if you're looking for affiliate PR management or support, we also do that. Um, and then on the human design side, which I launched February of this year because it was just a no-brainer. I make every single business decision in, for KMO based off of my human design. Um, I do one-on-one coaching or you can book, if you're starting from the very beginning, you can book a one-on-one chart reading with um, I, Hannah Gerber, she she's my bestie in real life, but also my HD bestie online. Um, five one sacral generator. She'll she'll set you up, give you a chart reading. Um, launching my first group program called Personify at the beginning of August. So I'll send you all the details depending on the timing. Um, but that is for really for any energy type and truly for anyone that has knowledge of any level, but is like, how do I live with this? Mm. Like, how do I actually take knowledge and put it into my everyday action? So it's seven weeks long or six weeks long, excuse me, seven calls. And it's truly a hybrid of a masterclass of learning, but also heavily on the coaching side. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, this is this has been so it's just such a good conversation to have and it's such a good grounding reminder of how important it is to 
really approach the work that we do from a place that energetically supports us so that we can do things in a way that we feel we feel empowered and we feel inspired by the work that we're doing and to really notice when those emotions those not self themes are coming up and redirect and you know that's the fun thing about human design too is like what we've discovered today it's it's every time you look at your chart there's an opportunity to not necessarily be guided in how you make decisions but to be reminded of this is who you are and there's this really beautiful picture that can support you and affirm for you the ways that you're doing things Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved how you put that. It's all like, it's so freeing to release the need of validation or how from external and just to make those crazy decisions like firing a client and being so 100% rooted in like, this is the right decision for me. I don't need any validation from anyone else. Yeah, so good. Awesome. Okay. So Kayla, where can folks find you? Where shall we send them? Yeah. Yeah. So camoworld.org, because I didn't want to be put in a box, classic rising Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> but on Instagram, the affiliate parasite is camo.consulting and then the HD side is camo.hd. So we give each of them a little home online. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This has been such a pleasure to have this conversation with you and looking forward to see to seeing what comes next in all things KMO world. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. And the time flew by, of course. <laughs> always does. Always does. <laughs> Thank you so much to Kayla for joining me today. If human design and soulful conscious business is something that you are super into, head on over to the blog. We've got lots of resources and tools, downloadables available to you for free inside the blog. And I'll link some of those resources here in the show notes. We also include human design in our conscious CEO coaching, which is a private one-on-one experience that we offer inside of WeWe Studio. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, that's available to you too. If this episode is one that resonated with you and you are inspired by Kayla's story, please share it with someone else who you know would also be inspired And I wouldn't be a good podcast host if I didn't ask you to take two minutes and leave us a review at whatever platform you're listening to this show on Apple Pods, Google Pods, etc. I'll see you again next week. Many good episodes to come this summer. We've got interviews and solo episodes coming for you. Much love. Have a great rest of your week. See you super soon.